Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Hunters Hunted 2 Corruption. Join us as we tell the tale of four men bonded by their fear and hatred of the hidden monsters that reside in Washington, D.C. in September of 2009. Only time will tell of Jebediah, played by Adam B., Robert, played by Adam C., Walter, played by Chris, and Dr. Turner, played by Tillman, will survive together in this story ran by Andrew. Hunters Hunted 2 is a Vampire the Masquerade 20th Anniversary Edition expansion set in the world of darkness. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or find us on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. You guys are currently in the bunker. You have a couple of different courses of action that are clearly available to you. And you are just kind of going over all the pieces that are coming to light and discussing your options. So we we got this phone num- we got this pin number now from his phone. Thank you again, Jebediah. I appreciate what you did there. Do you think I should call this T guy right now? I think we should call him. Maybe I can do it. Yes, I think you're 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 more in the mindset right now to call it. Oh, my nerves feel on edge. Hold on a second. I like go behind like the TV and pull out this box I have and like a cigar box and lift up the cigar box and kind of like digging in there for a little bit and then I take like a prescription bottle and I kind of like read it and I pop it open and throw a couple pills in my hand and dry swallow them and I look at you three and I kind of like volume you guys want some volume calm you down uh no I'm have a beer all right I'll get you a beer and I look at Robert I'm like you want you you want one you seem kind of on edge I just uh, Robert just shakes his head at, at Walter. All right. So I go and I get up and I kind of like stumble a little bit to the fridge and I open it up and get a beer and think for a second, rub my chin. And then, well, I grab a beer for myself too. I go and I hand one to, to Jeb and I just kind of sit down and slide the phone over to Gregory. All right. So we got the code to unlock it, right? Yeah. I don't remember what numbers I told y'all, but yeah. And I go uh, to... Um, well, messages or WhatsApp or through all the common messengers that seem apparent. Okay. I try to find uh, chats with T. Yeah, that'd be easy enough to find. There is a contact in his phone that is listed as just T. It's just a capital T. Okay. Can I like use maybe perception and computer to like or investigation to scan through recent me- messages really quick? Yeah. There's actually, with this contact, there's there's not a lot. You don't have to roll anything. I can, I'll just tell you what you find. Okay, okay. Um, he has messages back and forth f- over the past couple of, I want to say, six weeks, right? And it's mostly just, let's meet, where, location. And that's it. And the locations are different almost every single time. They've met in many different places. Never in the city. Always in the city, but never mm-hmm. like anywhere. Never anywhere that was like the same place twice. Like you okay. can see that clearly, easily, looking through the list. Like they've never like, met in the same place. More a than bunch once. of bars, cafes, maybe, and 
sometimes just like okay. you know a memorial or a monument oh outside this uh library at a university it's just different spots not always at like a very public place sometimes where it's more private and that's that's pretty much all of the messages were mostly just let's meet where do you want to meet you know that and and most of it is is him reaching out to t not the mm -hmm. other way around okay like, i need to meet okay you know we'll meet here that kind of thing if you look in the phone calls he has no call history with this number not not the phone that you have but the, the this number for t he's doesn't seem to have ever called him just sent texts and that's it okay i'm gonna try to call him anyway okay i mean it, it does ring the phone is answered and it's quiet for a moment about three seconds go by you're probably expecting the show uh i realized that he is one of your associates and he has met with one of mine i also realize you you probably want to remain anonymous so will i for the time being but since our mutual colleagues have almost been turned into swiss cheese i think we should arrange some sort of meeting or agreement to find out who's behind all this the voice kind of clears his throat all right lincoln memorial what time tonight how about 10 p.m okay i will send my associate who you know and i'm sure you will send one of yours this time we will be more careful and prepared i'm guessing so will you as an well as an offer of trust you will get this phone also i can assure you that we have taken very good care of Mr. Deshaun and brought him to the hospital immediately. In fact, I was involved in that. Hmm. All right. See you at 10. And it hangs up. How'd it go? Don't know yet. But we have a meeting at the Lincoln Memorial um, at 10 p.m. And Walter, I think you should again be the messenger. You're going to take this phone and give it to whoever you meet. And Jeb, uh, I think we need you to cover him. I can do that. Hey, we'll probably want to get there around 9, 9.30, maybe make sure we get there early so we can, you know, check the place out, see if they got anything going on. I'm going to come like, along and cover you guys. Mm, yeah. Walter just kind of starts mumbling a little bit and sits back and, like, closes his eyes and out of character. What time is it uh, right now about in-game? Um, it was about uh, 6 p.m. Mm. That gives me like three hours to get sobered up here. Mm. Um, did he say anything about someone named Alexa? Sober. Yeah. Well, have another I had, beer. I need something to wake me up. I'm kind of feeling a little sleepy right now. Um, you said make almost coffee. nothing. Coffee. Yes. Coffee would be good if you can make me some coffee. Want Jeff, me to make some good. of that special cocaine coffee you like so much? Yes, please. That sounds delicious right now. I don't know I'm why. On. I don't know why I took a volume, but my nerves are a little on edge. So he said nothing about Alexi, okay. And he said nothing about himself, about you, about anything. I also want to throw out there the Lincoln Memorial is a very, very busy place, even at 10 p.m. It's just crowded with tour guides and tourists everywhere. Yeah. 
that's why I wanted to um, send someone that he will recognize and that whatever um, messenger will recognize. Robert, after tonight, whatever information we may find out, we may need you to look into that name, Alexa. I know it's a common name and I know you probably won't find out much from it, but my, maybe that name might be sticking out. You know, they're saying that there's some kind of takeover, criminal takeover by someone by that name. Do you think you could probably look into it tomorrow? Yeah, of course. I'm going to sit there eagerly wait for like Jeb's cocaine coffee, you know, and I'm going, once I get it and start drinking it, I'm thinking like what I'm going to do for like the next two hours, three hours before we start leaving to go over there is, uh, you know how we, uh, we had that occult library thing. Like I have that merit occult library and I can imagine it like being like, I guess part of the, part of my room in the bunker or whatever. I think I'm just going to go sit in there and contemplate and just like kind of just do some meditation and inner reflection while hopped up on coffee and cocaine and just kind of like process everything that's going on and get myself mentally prepared for what we're probably walking into, I guess. Okay. Roll a perception and awareness roll. Uh, you're still kind of in an altered state of mind. We'll call it a call it an eight. I think I'm going to spend a will PowerPoint if you don't mind. And uh, roll two. Total of two successes. One from the roll and then one from the willpower. You're you're in this library, just kind of you're just you're just trying to center yourself. Um, kind of describe like what's going on through your head at the moment. Well, what I'm doing is like when Walter takes like any kind of stimulant drug or any kind of like psychoactive drug. He, he really just tries to like kind of delve into like the corners of his mind and like basically like process like knowledges that he has learned, you know, because with this whole change of trajectory that that Walter had in his life turning, I guess, that corner and for lack of a better term, they call it like going on the left hand path, like basically like debauchery to kind of awaken yourself. He he when he sits there, he'll he'll really try to like tap into his consciousness, like like close his eyes not focus on any sound, you know what I mean? And really just try to almost, I guess, lack of a better term to conceptualize it, like, like will the drugs that are in his system to expand his mind, you know what I mean? Looking at almost yeah. like performance grade gasoline that's put in a race car and just trying to utilize it. Not as much as he's obviously an addict, but more so for like, yeah, like use it to open up his mind rather than just to get high, you know? So as you're you're just closing your eyes, you're trying to block out sound. Like there's this there's this kind of noise that still like it just comes to your your attention and you can't drive it out. And you kind of look and it's like this kind of dull kind of like almost like a scraping sound as like one of the books on the shelf is slowly inching out just ever so slowly just coming out and then falls on the floor. I'm just going to like sit there and look at the book is it within arm's reach or anything like that no you'd have to like stand up and walk across the room i'm going to take a deep breath and still questioning whether or not my perceptions actually you know what i mean what what it's seen right now is real is gonna slowly walk over to the book and get down on my knees and just kind of like look at the book before i even touch it like see what book it is okay so it's like this um one of those like occult like manuals that you've like collected for this, you know, you've gone into some weird places and you have a wide variety of, of things that are in this. And it's just this kind of like 
treatise on various like occult lore and legends like just really old just like folklore and and it's opened up to a page on on revenants you know just the walk of the dead coming back to life oh man like so it's so basically the dead rising kind of thing yeah so like what would be called a vampire now you know oh. a, the dead coming back to life rising and tormenting the living and it's like you know this like gruesome image of like some like rotting corpse walking around terrorizing people accompanying oh. the uh the text any uh anything in the text specifically that sticks out or is it just a general description of of yeah subject. it's just like uh just like a description yeah. of them i'm gonna take this book and kind of like with uh with like the with like the 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 i can't think of the term but like almost treating it like a religious person would treat like stigmata you know because i understand like i think as a player in a character i'm starting to understand i i, I would it be let me ask you this storyteller would it be unreasonable for me to assume that walter throughout his time of like tapping his type of shit kind of gets the impression that there is something that kind of gives him hints or guides him once in a while like oh this. yeah gotcha because i treat this with like the respect that's due in walter's head you know what i mean like he knows this is like supposed to be treated with respect and th this to walter is the equivalent of when he was a legit reporter getting a good source a legitimate source that's checked out you know what i mean for like a big story you know it's supposed to th there's an unspoken agreement you don't you don't give away your source you don't treat it you know and so he has like an unspoken rule set like he treats us with the proper respect that it's due so I'm going to pick up that book and I'm going to open the door to my bunker and I'm going to walk back into the area, hopefully where the others are still at right now. I'm just going to see if they're in there at the moment. I will have just been uh, coming in from outside. Uh, Robert will have had gone to his car and uh, gone in the trunk and, and switched out from the clothes he was wearing to like a, like a Redskins jersey and, and some jeans and a hat, just kind of like some civilian clothes that he keeps in the trunk. Almost you know, he sees it as more of like a disguise to just wear the civilian clothes um, because he's so used to just uh, like wearing the suit and then just like going home and, you know, but so he'll he'll switch on to just like some regular person clothes and just kind of uh, walk right back into the bunker, probably just entering as uh, Walter is, is coming back from his uh, his little trip there. Are, are Jebediah and Gregory still in like kind of like the main room area there? I'm probably at the computer. Jeb is totally cleaning a gun. I'm going to walk slowly. And I, I would think that this is like different than you probably see how Walter acts. Because I'm going to act like like in Walter's head, he feels like a sense of shock almost. You know what I mean? Because all the talk, all the research, all the drug use to expand your mind. And when you, you have those select moments where you feel like you connect, uh, I'm sure, you know what I mean? if such things were true, you know, it'd be kind of like a shock a little bit, like sober you up. And I'm just going to slowly like walk to like the copy table that we have and like put the book down. And I'm just going to kind of like stand there and, and like look at each of you waiting. Like, and I'm just going to kind of be like, this was given to me. You, you know, there's been times, right. Where the other side has spoken to me and I've never been wrong. Right. They just did. And I'm going to like, slowly like shaking my hand like scared shitless because walter is scared right now i'm gonna just like put my finger on the page on the picture that shows like the vampire creature on there and i'm just gonna like kind of motion for you guys to look at what 
is said in there as I slowly take like three or four steps back and give you guys an opportunity to look at it. I'm pretty sure I only put some, well, how much cocaine did I put in that coffee? This, this is, this is real Jeb. They're speaking to me again. This came out of my bookshelf and fell on this page while I was in there. Walter, I'm worried about you, man. You're worried about me, Robert. If it's believe, if it's, if we know that these creatures exist, why do you have a hard time accepting the fact that something communicates to me to help us? Have I been wrong yet? Anytime that I've came with something like this. And like Robert goes to speak and then just kind of, you know, quiets himself as he, as he thinks about it. And he's just like, I don't have faith in any, anything good out there. That's trying to help us. I think this is a bad sign. I do. I think it is a sign. I think it's a sign that this is not just men. But this is something greater that we're getting pulled into right here. Hmm. I think we need to be prepared tonight that there might be fire and lead being thrown around. Yeah. Yeah, we should. We got to agree, though, right now, like we've agreed before, before we go into this. If anything happens to us, any one of us, whoever's left, make sure our family and our friends are taken care of. Right? Right. And uh, Robert will kind of look around at everybody. Yes. Yeah, that's why we're here. Some of you, I think, have some phone calls to make before we take off. And I just like turned around and I walked back to my room with my book to put it away and kind of let them dwell on what I said. How are you guys all like feeling about that? What's going through your heads? I think for Robert, he's kind of just, I mean, he definitely believes, obviously, in in the supernatural and, and you know, in what's out there. But he's he just doesn't really want to give credit to this to this sign that Walter received and for him it's easier to just to just say that's just Walter being on drugs and you know it's it's more of just like a sign of his instability but he it like part of it does bother him and he's just like oof and he thinks about calling his wife again but he also doesn't want to put enough stock into it to think that he has to because that is just too scary for him you know I would say that Walter is starting to feel like the shaman of the group in a way, you know, in his own fucked up way. <laughs> like, you know, that like he's he feels like a spiritual, like, even though he knows these guys probably don't take him serious. But yeah, definitely. He, he almost like feels like that, like while everyone else has their specialty and ad, he has to do it. But his isn't material, I guess, you know, what about uh, Jebediah? Jeb's a little tipsy at the moment. He's uh, definitely spooked, but he's trying to focus mostly on getting that gun clean because he's going to need it later, probably. Okay. He's in a weird place at the moment. And Dr. Turner, you kind of touched on it a bit there already with yeah. the, uh, the comment about not believing in, in anything positive. Yeah. Greg is uh, on the fence of this. On the one hand, he does believe that Walter maybe is making things up because he's on drugs. On the other hand, he definitely realizes because of his link to the Arcanum like that supernatural things are definitely out there and there, there are well-written records by people of the Arcanum on that. And he's definitely had his hands in alchemy, which is like somewhat magical. So he has to come to terms with that. And uh, I think to him, it's like... Um, a part of science, not really science, but that is like so out there and so dangerous um, that while useful, it probably shouldn't be messed with and that makes him uneasy. Okay. 
Okay, so how do you guys spend your time until you decide to go to this meeting? You, what kind of preparations do you want to do specifically? I want to prepare like a vial of my um, healing potion. Oh, yeah, let's look that up again, see how that works. Intelligence plus occult, difficulty eight, plus one for my uh, well-stocked laboratory. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, you, uh, you just don't have enough time, and you end up ruining the batch of ingredients that you use to uh, do this. You, you, you make a mistake, and it just completely ruins everything, and you know it's, oh, not, okay. it's not functional. Can I roll self-control on that? Because I'm probably really angry with myself. Sure, yeah. Let's see if you can like not be pissed off. What difficulty would that be? Let's say a five. It's not too bad. Um, well. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're in total control. You feel angry, but you're not. Yeah. Okay, then I'm just going over to Jeb. Jeb. I don't have the time. Like, uh, I think we should take uh, a med kit, maybe a tourniquet, like things to treat gun wounds. I don't know how this is going to go. Do you have something from your uh, like hunting supplies? Yeah, I think I got one of them like medic kits from Vietnam somewhere. Let me dig it out. Better than nothing. And Jeb will go back and search through all his military surplus stuff until he finds like a medic's kit. Anything else you might think is useful? Don't think we can be overprepared for this. Them's dangerous words, Doc. I wish GoPros existed because I would say like I want to wire GoPro to me at this time, but I guess instead I'm just gonna throw on some blue jeans and like some tennis shoes and a like a navy blue windbreaker. Just kind of walk out and wait for these folks. Gregory, if something happens to me, don't let my library go to waste. I know you have some kind of hang up about my library. Hey, Jeb, do you have any more of that coffee? Can you throw some in a furnace with me? So, In a furnace? Or a thermos? How much cocaine did I put in that coffee? <laughs> I don't I know, but this is this batch is good. This batch is real good. Um, Yeah, I can put something in a thermos for you. All right. Thank you. Uh, But what was I saying? Oh, yes. Gregory, if something does happen to me, you have to utilize my library. Do not let it go to waste. Okay. Okay. Maybe, right. maybe we can look, take a look at it together. Okay. You want some coffee? No. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jeb, I kind of like motion to Jeb. I got my beer. I'm good. All right. All right. I guess I'll just be the only one drinking coffee. I'm sure Robert wants some. I'll see when we get out there. Robert, do you do, would you you want some of this coffee? Oh no, Walter. <laughs> All right. I just kind of take a sip from the thermos cup as I walk outside. How are we all going to take the same vehicle? Um, do we have two? We don't have to. I can. I don't. Unlike you three, I don't know how to fire weapons. I'm not good at that stuff. So I'd feel more comfortable being with either Robert or Jeb. No offense, I'd... Gregory. I'll ride with Robert, and you can ride with Jeb, and we can go okay. there together. Yeah. And then when I go out and talk uh... to this guy. Jeb and I can stay in the distance and maybe see who you're talking to, maybe see who is looking at you from the other end of the spectrum. I don't know. Yeah. If if either Jeb or Robert could be within distance to react if something happens to me, would that be okay? I, I don't mind some of you being off and seeing what's going on, but I'd feel kind of 
more comfortable if I had a little muscle with me. I mean, y'all don't really need muscle right then and there. I mean, we could always be within distance. You just got to have like a scope or something. All right. I'm, I'm yeah, cool with that. Yeah, Jeb, how do you feel about sharpshooting today? We could reach out and touch someone. I think it feels good about it, Gregory. Nice. All right. So well, then, I think we, uh, Robert knows how to, how to blend into a crowd, I think. Don't yeah. you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I should do just fine. Yeah. Jeb, uh, come to the car with me for a second. I, I wanted to show you something. Okay. And so uh, Robert will kind of lead Jeb outside and a little ways up the street to his to his car, and he'll use the key to unlock the trunk. And he'll he'll kind of uh, move away the carpeting and and over where the uh, the spot where you keep the the third spare tire. He'll he'll take this uh, this black duffel bag out, and he's just gonna unzip it a little bit and just like just pull the the sides of the bag open and. Uh, what he's showing Jeb is something that the V20 Hunters Hunted 2 book calls a spike thrower. Um, and what that is, is it's a, a modified shotgun that fires a wooden stake. Um, and he's just going to zip the bag back up after showing it to Jeb, you know, kind of kind of like turning it around a little bit so he can see exactly what it is, you know, without really explaining it's it's design or anything to him and he's just going to zip the bag back up and just um just pass it over to jeb thanks man I, you know i got like three of these back in the arsenal but this is a good one i like it look just make sure nothing happens to it okay i i gotta check it back in when i'm done wait fbi has these well you know i really shouldn't shouldn't talk about that and he just kind of gives like a sarcastic smile okay. all right you ready let me load up the truck real quick, but yeah, I can be ready. I sit some coffee, shake my head real quick, clear my head, sip some more, and I get into the pasture seat of Robert's car, just waiting for everyone. Jeb's going to throw a few duffel bags of equipment into the uh, bed of his truck. I'm going to eagerly like, kind of wait for Robert to get in the car. I'm, I'm interested in having a talk with him. Like, as Ro- who, who's, who's leading this convoy anyways? Is it Robert or is it Jeb? I would think Jeb. I yeah, feel Jeb. Like Robert's more of a follow follow the uh, other other driver type of guy. Yeah, Jeb will drive in and play the idiot tourist. I'm going to like turn on Robert's radio in his car and just kind of like search for a classic rock station. Kind of just like I guess find one. Hopefully, it's playing something like CCR, or some shit. I'm just gonna like sip the coffee, roll down the window, and I'm gonna look at Robert and I'm gonna be like, "So, Robert." You always seem to be pushing back against whatever I'm throwing your way. Why is that? And Robert is kind of staring ahead as he's driving, uh, you know, making some turns. And he's just like, it's nothing personal. I just I just don't like to think about that shit, buddy. And he's going to say, watch your legs. And he, he reaches over and past um, Walter's knees and opens the glove box and just takes a couple nips out of it. And he'll um, he'll lean out, like push one over to Robert to offer him one. I put some in the cocaine coffee and I'm just kind of like switching it with my finger a little bit. And I'm going to be like, Robert, here, come on, lighten up. You need to be alert. And I just kind of like hand him the cup. Have some. I haven't led you wrong, Robert. No, Walter, no more drugs. All right. That, that shit didn't go well for me last time. Just get it, get it out of here. I shouldn't no. even let you bring that in the car, Walter. The, Finish the it al- and get rid of it. You can't detect it. The alcohol and the coffee, caffeine, they counteract 
the cocaine, so it's pretty much not a drug anymore. They used to put this in Coca Cola. What the and you fuck see, is wrong with you? And you didn't see people going around losing their shit. So just have a sip with me. It'll help you out with tonight. Trust ah, me. Jesus Christ! And he'll he'll take a sip. All right. Oh well, take a gulp more than a sip. Just take, come on, just get. No, get a he takes bit a small in. sip. It's it's <laughs> literally just to just to placate Walter, not to not That's to get good. <laughs> Listen, Robert, I like you. I I like you all. I love you all, actually. You're like my family right now. All right, right? buddy. Don't get all mushy on me over here. I'm not getting to get serious right now. This this is going to be serious. I am serious. Got to get your head in the game, okay? I I am serious, Robert. But listen, there's there's a point to this. There's a point to this conversation. You got to stop pushing back against me, Robert, about what I'm trying to enlighten you with. Listen, I don't expect you. Of course, I don't expect you to go and start doing the drugs and trying to expand your mind. That that I that that i do right i understand that's my role in our group in this thing of ours okay but you have to also remember robert there's a reason why you're here and the reason there's a reason why we're together and it's because there's things out there that most people don't know about or they don't want to accept are out there and while yes you may at times think i'm just popping drugs and i'm just speaking nonsense there are things out there that i've learned and there are secrets out there that i've learned and i want to share them with you and this whole Getting you to smoke a little fucking dope with me or getting you to pop some pills once in a while with me is to get you to let go of some of these things I think that are holding you down. All right, all right. Okay. Look, don't lecture me, okay? It's I'm not no, I'm not lecturing it. you, buddy. And Listen. I appreciate what you do. And you know, I'm I'm not trying to not trying to harsh on your good time, okay? But but look, we're about to do something serious right now. So let's let's just focus on the matters that we have ahead of us. All right. Let's let's try to get out of this alive tonight and then you know we'll we'll smoke some dope about it later, okay? We'll and discover we'll unlock the secrets afterwards, okay? But but right now, I need you to keep your head in the game, man. Listen, Are Robert, my me? Yes, and my head is in the game and it's always been the game. But if something happens to me tonight, you have to step up and use what I leave behind. I told Gregory the same thing. This isn't, I'm not lecturing you, Robert. I love you for who you are. You're like a son. Talk to me. like this, Walter. You're nothing's gonna happen to you tonight. All right. But if it does, just tell me. You won't let what I've done, what I've found out. You won't let all that go to waste. I won't. I promise you, I won't. Okay. And trust me, I'm not lecturing you. I love you for who you are, Robert. I wouldn't change you for who you are at all. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I pat him on the shoulder and I continue to sip my. Now, where's that bottle? Can I get some more of that? He'll 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 throw a, a a nip to Walter, and you know he'll drink his and, and toss it out the window. Is anyone riding with Jeb? Yes. Yeah, Greg is. Okay. Jeb is just going to yammer on at length about all of the guns he cleaned in preparation for this. Many of which he probably shouldn't have in the truck, but he does have anyways. <laughs> Greg is just going to hold on to the first aid kit. In case he needs to run for water. <laughs> Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view 
or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. The Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The Central District is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. But why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade The Demon's Mirror Thirteen Candles Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more.